0: And now a message from our sponsor. Are you a beta boy, a cuck, a little soy boy, a little sushi boy, a little, a little just nothing? Do people talk down to you? Do you feel inadequate? Do you feel like less than a human, like a subhuman? Well, you know what you need. You need alpha brain. Uh, do you want to be like Andrew Tate, a big, bold man? Who fucks bitches? He's smart. He's intelligent. He has a full hair. He's two inches cut. Don't you want to smoke cigars, fuck women, do drugs, go to prison in uh, Eastern Ukrainian countries uh, or Eastern European countries? Don't you want all that? Well, you can have all that with Alpha Brain, which is endorsed by none other than Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, and smarty smarts like them. So, if you haven't tried Alpha Brain, you need to try it. You can hatch all kinds of schemes once you take this mess. Uh, you can go and uh, run run ladies through Eastern European countries. Uh, you can uh, basically, it'll help you with human trafficking. So, just take Alpha Brain. If, if you're feeling inadequate, you know, it's the equivalent of going and like getting a, you know, like they sell all those weird supplements at gas stations this is just as good as that, if not better. That's one claim that we can make here at this podcast, is Alpha Brain is just as good as anything you're going to buy out of a gas station. All right, so that's our official sponsor for the day, Alpha Brain. So you'll be a fucking monkey. All right, so uh, this is the Biscuits Buttered Podcast. As you know, I'm a, a beautiful, luscious, Full figured woman in her fifties. I'm a truck driver. I drive all over the country. Today I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana, which is uh it's um you know, it's Indianapolis, Indiana. There's a lot going for it. It's um it's uh, you know, it's Indiana. (laughs) It has that going for it. It's Indiana. So uh we're here in Indiana today and uh you know this is a podcast about anything and everything about my life and every uh, week we go and uh, we like to just, you know, talk about my life, the things going on in my life, and uh, bring them to you as my podcast. You know, sometimes we'll talk about movies, sometimes we'll talk about uh, my life, my relationships, my work, everything, and anything. So, uh, please uh, go out and buy Alpha Brain, our official sponsor of the podcast. Uh, I, uh, as you know, as Victoria Vandenberg, I am an alpha I used to be a beta but I started taking alpha brain and uh, my penis is still the same size. Um, I still uh, have a lot of brain fogginess but it's markedly improved uh, so yeah buy alpha brain. you know it's not a miracle drug but it'll it'll get you going all right it'll get you going and um, uh, hit us up on social media we've got a uh, Twitter at uh butt pod. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff, uh, that, uh, you know, you can, um, get on Facebook. I can't think today. Uh, and I'm, I apologize for this being late because usually I record these on Fridays around Friday to Sunday, but this week we did it a little late. So, uh, I apologize that it's already Tuesday, but we did have a three day weekend. So, uh, I'm finally getting this podcast to you today on Tuesday before the end of the month. um, but uh, I have lots of stuff to talk about, lots of stuff going on in my life, uh, so we got that going for us. So, uh, first thing I want to say is, um, what happened, we're just going to have some bitching today here on the podcast, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Um... Oh yeah, I forgot. We, we do need to thank, thank all the people in the uh, European countries that listen to the podcast uh, you know, we've got a lot of people overseas in the UK and Europe for some reason that are listening to the podcast. We don't have many people in the states listening, uh, but I do want to reach out and thank everyone uh, for uh, listening. Um, but the first thing we've got to get out of the way of the podcast today is uh, people have re- people have lost respect for handicap spaces. Okay. So I live with uh, an elderly gentleman, my grandfather. And we go out uh, you know sometimes we have to go to Walmart, you know we have to go to the grocery store, we go you know we go out to eat. And people have lost all respect for handicap. First off, uh, getting a handicap tag is now apparently the equivalent of you know like if you're in California, you can get like a medical marijuana card. All you have to do is, like, your doctor will just sign off of it, won't even argue with you. So now everyone's got a handicap tag, even if you're not handicapped. So the other day, you know, we're trying to park at Walmart, and I swear to God, there is a monster truck, a goddamn monster truck parked in the fucking handicap spot, and a fucking trans man, because yes, there's no way this was not a trans man. Uh, A trans man was lifting themselves, themselves, up into the goddamn monster truck. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? When did this become acceptable that you don't have to be handicapped to get handicapped stickers into parking handicapped spaces? And I'm gonna throw a lot of shade today. Okay, there's... This won't go on a racist ramp, but it's going to go on a racist ramp. So, I don't know what it is. There's certain races that really don't respect the um, handicap spots. I've just noticed that the Latino community and the African American community do not respect handicapped spaces. Like, I'll see bitches pulling up. They'll be pulling up in, like, Camaros hopping out like fucking just hop, might as well be like Olympians just fucking hopping out of their goddamn cars that are either really low or really high and I'm like these people are not handicapped why are they using handicap stickers and I'm just saying there's particular races that don't respect the spaces That that's a little racist I'm just going to leave it there it is what it is look it's just something I noticed there's a whole lot of black people that literally step out of their vehicle looking like athletes, you know, fucking, you know, it's like, you're not handicapped. And I, there's a lot of people at my work that do this, that'll have the handicapped stickers. And I'm like, but you're not handicapped. But you're not. There's two people at my work that have handicap stickers. And... There's no way in hell they're handicapped, and I don't know—I don't know if they're borrowing them from their parents or their grandparents or what. But it's getting a little out of control. It's getting a lot of control because the actual handicap people can't find a space because you have a twenty-something-year-old in a fucking lowered Camaro parking in the fucking handicap space, and if it isn't the person with the lowered camaro it's the person in the fucking jacked up monster truck just picture an f-150 with like a three-foot fucking lift kit on it gigantic goddamn tires and it's a, a, a little tiny trans man fucking literally in good enough shape to climb into this giant goddamn truck and of course all this happened uh in alabama uh, and i just i don't get it i'm like what what are you doing why you know like me i don't respect a whole lot in life but i do respect the handicapped uh uh spaces okay so we need to get back to that in the world we need to get back to respecting the handicapped spaces and that's the only thing that i wanted to just emphasize here today on this podcast um So, me and... uh, Oh, there's a lot of things to bitch about. There's a lot of things to bitch about. But I won't say where I was. I will not say where Victoria Vandenberg was. Okay? Let's just say I was somewhere... I was at work. Okay, I was going to try to make up something, but I'm just not that creative today, so you're just going to have to deal with it. I was at work, alright? Just picture me. I'm in my semi, 53-foot trailer that I'm hauling got a sig lit. It's a beautiful day. The sun's out. And I'm like, I gotta get this fucking trailer to blah, blah, blah. So, I uh, am trying to get through the city, which I will not name. I'm sure you will guess, or you could find out by what I'm about to say. And there's all these goddamn bicyclists on the road. And I'm like, why are there a lot of, like, bicyclists? And they're on these weird... It's not even like um, it's not even like regular bicycles. It's like these weird bicycles that are powered by like you use your hands to pedal them, and these people are everywhere. So I'm like, why don't y'all get off the fucking road? You know, because I'm like, you know, in the moment you complain about it, the moment you complain about people out cycling. They're like, well, they have the right to cycle on the road. You need to slow down and watch out. It's like, motherfucker, they really... Bicycles don't belong on the road. They need to have their own... We need to have bike lanes. We need to have sidewalks. They don't belong on the goddamn road. It's a bunch of bullshit. Every time I complain about bicyclers, I have to hear someone pop up, well, they have just as much right as you. And I'm like, well, they shouldn't. They really shouldn't. Because... I'm in an eighty-thousand-pound vehicle, and they're on a fucking bicycle. All right, those are t- one vehicle moves ten to fifteen miles an hour. One can move up to like you know seventy-five miles an hour. One's eighty-thousand pounds. One's like two hundred. There's a big fucking difference between these two vehicles, and I don't think they belong on the same fucking road. So yes, I support bike lanes. Yes, I support. Uh, sidewalks. But there should be a separation. Separate but equal for the bicycles and the trucks. And so, this whole last week, they had these goddamn people who ended up, I found out uh, thanks to uh, some people uh, on the interwebs, that these ended up being paracyclists. So apparently there's bicyclists that like are handicapped and retarded And they have to like have their own special bikes. And for some reason, the city invited all these retards to the city that I was in to fucking bicycle around the goddamn town all fucking week. So the whole week, it took me two to three times the amount of time to get to where I needed to be because of these goddamn bicyclers so here I am I'm late for everything just because and you know the weird thing is is they, they're so entitled they're so and maybe I am too but I feel like I have more of a right to be entitled because I'm at work and I'm trying to like you know haul the economy's uh, products to where they need to go and so these motherfuckers just look at me like I'm the asshole like I'm the asshole I had one downtown because I came to a quick stop that shook his head at me and I just started cussing him. I'm like, fuck you, motherfucker. It's like, you shouldn't even be on the goddamn road. And then, this other retarded motherfucker stopped in the middle of the road and started talking on his uh, cell phone. parked his bike in the middle of the road and started talking on his cell phone. And I'm the asshole. Like, they think they can do whatever they want because they're Because it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, I can use the road, but since I'm on a bicycle and I'm not in a vehicle, I don't have to follow any of the actual rules and laws. It's like, fuck you, motherfucker. You know, it's kind of like motorcyclists do this too. Whereas, like, if, if there's traffic, they'll just go, oh, I'll just drive on the side of the road or I'll just go in the middle. And it's like, I can do whatever I want. And I'm like, no, fuck you. You can't do what you want. There needs to be law and order, rules and regulations. And um, I hope that this city that I'm currently in that I will not mention never invites these fucking paracyclists back, all There. right? They're, I'm surprised. Now, I don't know because I didn't check the news. I'm surprised there weren't any, like, major... Accidents because they actually locked up a major road the other day because of their stupid goddamn paracycling race. Um, It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's not even worth it. It's like, it's not like these people are coming here and spending a bunch of money and, you know, it's like, no, they're coming here, they're shitting in a fucking bag because they're fucking handicapped. And I know this is very anti handicapped people. Okay, but I had to start out. you know, I defend their right to have their parking space, okay? I do not defend their right to shut down traffic for a whole goddamn week just because we're virtue signaling like, oh energy great. See you still have a life even though you shit in a bag. Like, no, no. We've got to maintain traffic. We've got to be able to move shit here in this city. And uh, they're stopping us from doing it. So, fuck these motherfuckers. Alright? This is going to be a bitchy whiny podcast today. So, you're just going to have to deal with it. I'll get all the bitching and whining out right at the front of the podcast. So, uh, for some reason, this weirdo just parked beside me on a motorcycle. He's wearing a fucking... I'm out here in the parking lot in damn Indianapolis. Truck stops are in Indy. Well, anyway, this faggot over here This faggot parked right beside me. And he's like on his phone. He's in a soldier's uniform. And I support the troops. But I don't support the troops to uh, be weirdos. And he's like pacing back and forth. And um, he looks very upset. And he's on the phone. And he's just, you know, he looks like he's probably going to commit a shooting. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll live. Well, anyway, I get into work today. I get into work. And I've talked about, um, I've talked about this person before on the podcast. I, I don't know what episode because I don't keep up with what episodes. Which, but there is a fat lump of shit that uh, works where I do. All right. So this fat lump of shit, this absolute fat lump of shit, um, resigned. All right. This is just a bizarre person that constantly calls into work, constantly gets injured and stays off of work, and uh, has just really, like, thrown a monkey wrench into everything at work because, you know, I, I don't know. I've just gotten to where the older I get, the, it, it's hard for me to respect people that do stuff like this. And, you know, I used to, like, chalk it off to this person being young, and then I found out the person's actually older than me. They just look young. And so I'm like, what the fuck? So this person would call in all the time, constantly fake injuries, you know, do all kinds of crazy shit and just cause all kinds of problems. Well, this person, this idiot, because I don't know if I've explained this before. I have an incredibly easy job. Like my, this is like the best job I've ever had. I have like benefits and holidays and a bunch of like, vacation time and sick leave and it's like the best employer i've ever had in my life right and i couldn't imagine ever leaving my current employer the only thing i think of is oh i want to move up and make more money uh but that that's about all i think of right but this person apparently cannot handle uh which you could train an ape You could train a monkey to do what I do. All I do is drive a vehicle from point A to point B and unload the truck. That's all I do. It's just like anybody could do it, but this person couldn't handle it, so they resigned. So I'm glad that uh, there's someone... Everything at my work goes by seniority. And there's someone someone much more uh, honorable and someone who deserves it a lot, lot more Um, someone who deserves it a lot, lot more that's going to get it and uh, to get their career position. Uh, So it's going to be pretty awesome uh, that this person's moved on. And, you know, this person has all kinds of weird conspiracy theories that she used to tell me about. Like she thinks the government puts the clouds out and all this stuff. And it's just a very bizarre person. So it's really awesome that, you know, someone else is going to be replacing her, and I suspect that she, uh, uh, there's, uh, I think that she found out about, um, uh, some of my, uh, podcasting, so it's a good thing that she, uh, resigned, because I wanted to remain anonymous on this podcast, uh, that way no one, uh, you know, I want to remain anonymous on there. So, now that we got all that bullshit out of the way, and let's let's see if there's anything else. Maybe we can be positive for the rest of the podcast. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, let me get this out of the way. Let me get this out of the way while we're bitching, right? First of the podcast, we need to get all the toxicity out. That way we can end it on a sweet note, right? So, I go to Burger King, and I guess we'll go into our uh, restaurant reviews. I go to Burger King or- Right? I go into Burger King. So me and Raul. Raul, you know, it's early in the morning. We're like, well, I don't even know if you can order a spicy chicken sandwich this early in the morning. It's like, you know, nine something, I think, or ten something. So we go to Burger King. And and this is this was a hate crime, by the way. I'm categorizing this as a hate crime. Okay? So me and Raul, my beautiful boyfriend... We go to Burger King at like 9.30 in the morning, and I just want to pr- trigger alert, trigger alert, A hate crime occurred, and we'll get to it. So we pull up. I'm like, hey, is it too early to order lunch? And They're like, no, you can order lunch anytime, and I'm like, okay. So I go in, I order, I order Raul a goddamn spicy chicken sandwich combo all right with a coca-cola classic to drink all right so we get to the window they're like that'll be twelve dollars we're like okay we give them the twelve dollars they hand us a sandwich and we're like uh and they're like thank you have a good day and we're like uh where's the rest of it we ordered a combo And they're like, no, sir, you said that you just wanted the spicy chicken sandwich. And I was like, "Uh, excuse me, I have a receipt. I just paid you $12 and we ordered the combo. I said the combo and you didn't even take my order. It was the girl. And he was like, no, sir, I took your order and you said that you just wanted this, just the sandwich. And I said, no, that's not what I said. You're lying. I ordered the combo and I have a fucking receipt right here to prove it. And we just paid for the fucking combo. What are you talking about? So we had to argue with this guy to get our fucking combo and they they didn't want to cook the fries basically. So they gave us a Coke and they were like, well, we're going to have to pull up. You're going to have to pull up for the wait on the fries. And we're like, and I just looked at her and I said, I have to wait on fries I really have to wait on fries. And she's like, Yes, ma'am. And I'm just sitting there like, What did you just say to me? And I was like, I meant to say no, sir. And I went, You just said yes, ma'am. And she's like, I meant to say no, sir. I didn't mean that. And I'm like, It's like, no, you're just, you see two, you see two fags. And you're being anti gay. You just committed a goddamn hate crime, bitch. You committed a hate crime upon me. I am triggered. My hair just turned blue. Got a fucking piercing on my tongue now because of you. Fucking bitch. So, basically, after she committed her anti-gay hate crime, uh, I was like, do I really have to pull up for the fries? And she's like, yes. And so we pull up for the fries. And she comes out... I'm so sorry we took so long on your thighs. I'm like, fuck you. Fucking go smoke your fucking cracker up, you stupid cunt. I'm telling you, like, everything is so shitty nowadays. Like, there's nothing in this country that isn't just shit. Like, you can't eat out. You can't do nothing because, like, the quality of the service has just went so far down. And... No one wants to work for the prices that companies are willing to pay. And it's just, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And I'm, I'm about goddamn t- tired of it. So I'm glad y'all sat through that. And y'all got to hear about the hate crime committed upon me and Raul. Who are in a, a very loving relationship. Despite all the negativity. The 25 minutes of negativity that you have just sat through. I am in a beautiful relationship with Raul Duke, uh, which I think I'm going to get sued for saying Raul Duke, so I'm just going to call him Raul from now on, just to keep his name anonymous. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that I never got to podcast about. Ah, uh, let me get a swig of tea. Um, a lot of stuff I never got to talk about on the podcast. Um... So, not this weekend, but last weekend, me and Raul went down to Birmingham, and uh, I don't forgot why we actually went down there. Oh, well, first off, we went to put flowers on my grandparents' grave, because usually we do that first Sunday in May, so we decided to go ahead and do that. So, we went down, and Raul is a, a, a really talented uh, florist. So I had him, uh, do me some floral arrangements for my aunts and uncles and grandparents. And, you know, we went out and put out flowers on the graves. I am a sentimental person, despite what you think on this show. Uh, I do have family members that I care and love about. Uh, and I do have Raul that I love to death. Uh, despite my negativity towards the world, uh, I do enjoy my family. Um... And I'm sentimental about them, so I go and I put flowers on their graves. Um, So we went down, we did the flowers on the graves, and then we're like, hey, why don't we just, which, another thing, side note, side note, drove by my old aunt's house, uh, which is in a rural town in Alabama, and um, whoever bought her house, like, I, this is gonna, I hope I don't expand too much on this stupid subject, but... So my parents inherited my aunt's house a long, long time ago, uh, back in the 90s. And the house, it was a farmhouse, and it came with a bunch of land. And they sold the house for next to nothing. I'm talking about they sold this property for like 30-something grand, like back in the 90s. So she had a bunch of farmland with it. That farmland is now a goddamn neighborhood. They built a subdivision of all these McMansions on the fucking farmland. And the house that she once lived in... Th- this was a really quaint little house because it, it had an old well outside. Uh, it was just... Uh, it looked like something out of a movie, you know. And now the windows are kicked in... Uh, the, the fucking house is just falling, in. It looks hor- just horrible, whoever owns it. and That was very sad. That was very sad. And then we went by my old grandmother's house in Birmingham, and it looked kind of run down and shabby, too. About a decade ago, somebody had flipped it, and it looked good, and now it's already in dis-fucking-repair again. Um, speaking of which, speaking of which, I have not heard anything. I applied for... A job in Birmingham Alabama the most beautiful place in the world the most heavenly city you can think of Um, I applied for a job there I haven't heard anything I should hear something soon surely it's been you know over a month now a month and a what a month and two weeks since I've applied so I don't know they're really slow so um, maybe you never know maybe I'll hear something uh, it's with the same company, agency, federal type thing, but it's uh, just in a different city. So, maybe we'll hear something soon. Well, anyway, me and Raul went to the Birmingham Zoo. And I have to say I was disappointed. Uh, we went in. All the animals were hiding. Um, the fucking petting zoo part of it, the animals looked very unkempt and nasty. Uh, it just—it wasn't a good experience. I was like, "Where the fuck are you? Hi- How can you hide elephants? Where are the elephants? Where are the rhinos? Where are the fucking giraffes?" None of them wanted to come out. I was like, "God damn it! I paid for me and him both. I think it was like forty dollars." And the only thing we got to do that was fun was feed semen to a bird. So they have this little bird cage. That you go into, it's like a huge like cage that you walk into, and they give you a little cup of what appears to be human semen, and these very colorful—I forgot what kind of birds they are. Like they look like you know they're just very colorful. They will fucking just run at you and just drink all the semen. I mean, they will just like slurp it up like crap. They just they go insane for it. And they landed. I had two birds on top of my head like three or four birds on each arm, uh, two or three birds in my hands. I mean, it was like I was covered in birds, and they just came down to swoop down and drink from the semen cup uh, that you pay, I think I think it's like $2 a semen cup or something like that. But it's well worth it for the experience because uh, it's really cool having birds just land on you and uh, drink a lot of shit. And uh, one thing that... I did notice you know the Birmingham Zoo is in the Mountain Brook area and Mountain Brook I hope one day that I can be rich enough to live in fucking Mountain Brook I mean you would think that you were in like I don't know it just it does not look it's such a distinct, unique nice, well kept place that it's like this is Alabama (laughs) it's like this this is how the wealthiest Alabamians live and Maybe one day I will be rich enough to live in Mountain Brook, Alabama, because it's it's really nice. You feel like you're in a different country almost, even though you're just in the ritzy part of Birmingham. But um, it was a great, great weekend that we had together in Birmingham, and we're planning on going back because they're having Pride. I think two weeks from now they're having Pride, so we're, we're going to plan on going back and do the Birmingham Pride Uh, I don't believe he's ever been to one, so we definitely want to check that out. Uh, So I did something that I never thought I'd do. I went and seen The Fast and the Furious because he wanted to see it. And I have to say, I was really, really dreading seeing Fast and the Furious because I was like, this movie is going to be so goddamn bad. Like, Vin Diesel's a horrible actor. I just don't understand who are the fucking retards that watch these movies? And lo and behold, I went in to see this film, and I actually loved every goddamn minute of it. It was just action-packed. Just all kinds of... And Vin Diesel is a bad actor, but it doesn't ruin it. And it's just like the whole goddamn movie is... Just ridiculous action scenes. Uh, Jason Momoa shows up. I swear to God, Jason Momoa's drunk the entire movie. He just showed up on set and he's just like, I'm just going to get drunk this entire time and we're going to make this movie. And I don't know what he's doing. He's like, he's trying to do a mix between like Heath Ledger's Joker and I don't know, just like every villain ever. And. I liked it. I was like, you know, he showed up. He's drunk as shit. And he's having a good time. Everybody's having a good time. And the movie's so insane and off the charts. And, and, you know, the cars, you know, there's lots of cars, cool cars, doing badass shit. And if you go into it thinking, this is a bad movie, but I should shut my mind off and just eat some popcorn, drink some Coke and enjoy it. You're going to end up loving it, god damn it. Uh, you're going to fucking love it. And I went, I did want to see uh, Burt Kreischer's new movie. But I did not get the time to go see Burt Kreischer's new movie. So that is a sad fact that we will all have to deal with and get over. That I cannot review the machine for you this week. Uh, what did I do with my pen? Anyway, I don't need my pen. So, Fast and the Furious, it's a go see. Before we went and seen Fast and the Furious, we went by Papa John's. And for some reason, Roel wanted one of these papadillas. Now, I've had a papadilla before, and I thought it was fucking disgusting. And I was like, who the fuck eats this? How do they stay open? I don't know. And so he went and ordered this cool ranch Papadia, and it was just disgusting. Now, my pizza that I ordered there was all right. It was all right. It's edible, but it's just not like, I don't know. It's just not something I want to eat. And I apparently really enjoyed the Cool Ranch Papadilla, and I'm just like, alright, honey, whatever you say, I'd rather had something different than this, but okay, we'll, we'll deal with it. We'll, we'll get through this together, that you enjoy Papa John's. But anyway, another restaurant review, Hibachi Buffet in Moulton, Alabama. Uh, it is a Chinese restaurant, and they have watermelon on their buffet, and they have everything that you would see at a Chinese buffet. It is alright. It's not great, but it's not bad. And if you're in a shithole like Moulton, Alabama, uh, and you're hungry and you don't want barbecue because they actually have a really good res- barbecue restaurant called John's Barbecue, uh, go, go get you some Chinese food because it's uh, it's uh, average. <laughs> it's average. It's an average place. We're just going to do restaurant reviews today. So I did yesterday, uh, me and Raul came up here to uh, uh, a big city in Alabama, and we went to a restaurant called Taco mama i ordered a fat boy burrito he had some kind of tacos i forgot what they're called but anyway the fucking mac and cheese is why you go there okay so we went to this place uh it was like they're they're building they're building like this little uh section of town in the city that they're trying to make it look like an older city if that makes any sense kind of like an old downtown area is what they're trying to make it look like and they've really succeeded and we went in this taco mama and it's like they have outdoor seating but even if you're indoor seating they raise the window and they have these screens so the breeze can come in it's really nice excellent sweet tea the mac and cheese is why I would tell you to go to taco mama the burrito was okay it was average wasn't bad wasn't amazing you know I had to put a lot of hot sauce on it but the But the fucking mac and cheese was off the charts good. All right. So that's why I would tell you to go to Taco Mama. Um, Another review. Another review. um, Went to Big Bob Gibson's in Decatur, Alabama the other day. Had a horrible waitress. This bitch, she would like, she came to the table four times. And would not take our drink order. It took us 30 minutes to get our fucking drinks. And then she, I, I was like, hey, while you're here taking our drink order, can we please order our food since it's been 30 goddamn minutes since we sat down? Uh, well, I, I'm going to have to take your drinks first and then I'll come back. I can't I can't handle that. That's too much. It's just a little too much for me to handle, you know. And she likes smells of weed and all this shit. And I'm like, goddamn, man i'm i'm gonna support keeping oh god there's a giant goddamn horsefly on my vehicle well anyway so anyway if you don't know if you're not from the american south we have these giant goddamn horseflies that uh come out of nowhere and fucking just want to kill us apparently um what was i saying I've got ADHD brain today. This is... I apologize for this podcast. I apologize. Okay, so... We're at Bid by Gibson's. This like, And I'm, I'm going to support keeping marijuana illegal. Just because I want people who smoke marijuana to get the fucking death penalty now. Because people are coming into work high. They're coming into work drunk. They're coming into work on all kinds of drugs. And it's like... The whole society... The fabric of society is just coming apart because people don't want to do their jobs and they're they they do not give a fuck anymore and that's how this bitch was and it was just a miserable experience everything was horrible that day so big bob gibsons get your shit together get your shit together all right i think that's all i wanted to say on the uh maybe we can talk about the news a little bit eventually But I do want to, I just want to go through a bunch of different reviews. I watched an old movie the other day called Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon. The greatest actor to ever live, Kevin Bacon. And I loved this movie because it was kind of like. I love movies set in the 90s. You know, and this movie was set in the 90s, it had a good soundtrack. Kevin Bacon's all cool as shit. He's living in Chicago. Uh, He gets hypnotized by a witch. A goddamn witch. And then, after he gets hypnotized by a witch, he can, like, hear ghosts and see ghosts. And his son's got the touch, too. Or, what do you call it? The shining. So, he can... His son can talk to ghosts. And he can talk to ghosts. And apparently, there is a girl haunting their house. And I don't want to reveal... It's kind of anticlimactic then because, you know, it, I don't know. It's a good movie, though. It's, it's an entertaining watch. Uh, but basically, if you want to watch a movie about Kevin Bacon set in the 90s uh, that involves witches and ghosts uh, and hypnotism, this is your movie. This is your movie. This is the movie for you, custom built for you. So I watched that. And, uh, I would recommend you watch it, uh, crime story, crime story. So the other day I'm listening to Joe Rogan and he's got fucking, uh, he's got fucking, uh, Andrew Dice Clay on there, <laughs> the great Andrew Dice Clay. And he recommended, uh, a show. Apparently he was on this show called crime story back in the eighties that was done by Michael Mann, who, you know, Michael Mann's made all these great movies like Heat and Miami Vice and just a ton of great movies. And, uh, well, anyway, he made this story called Crime, this movie, uh, TV show called Crime Story. And it's like 1960s Chicago. It revolves around these cops that are, like, breaking up crime rings in Chicago. And it's just a really badass show. Like, the first episode was basically like a fucking movie. And, like, every episode's kind of like a long, like, hour-long movie. And, uh, couldn't recommend it enough. It's pretty fucking badass. It's got all kinds of people. And it's got Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. It's got Andrew Dice Clay. What else do you need, right? What else do you fucking need? A bunch of goombas in Chicago? doesn't get any better than that it's kind of like the sopranos and goodfellas mixed only with cops so i don't know maybe some departed in there too Um, we need to talk about the news and then i'm gonna hang it up we're gonna do a short podcast today because i don't know why i'm just not feeling like myself today i had a little bit of a weird anxiety attack earlier and i just hadn't felt right since you know um i go to the doctor they tell me i'm perfectly healthy but i have these weird um i start just feeling weird i don't know i don't know how to describe it they're like oh nothing's wrong with you and i'm like yeah but there's actual physical symptoms with the you know like i'll go in i'll be like it just makes me feel weird and they'll be like oh, well, that's not, you know, that's just in your head. And I'm like, yeah, but then, like, I take a shit. Like, it, it has, like, there's symptoms. Like, there's physical symptoms where I start feeling weird, and then i got to take a shit. And I'm like, can you at least, like, do a endoscopy or colonoscopy, check out my insides, make sure everything's running right? And they're like, no, no, we can't. I'm like, why not? And they're like, you're, you're just feeling weird. There's no blood, there's no... You know, you're just like, I'm like, but, but, you know, we could be preventing it, preventing whatever it is, but they don't care. They don't care. They're going to let me die. Uh, But anyway, one thing in the news that really pisses me off, and it feels like we do this every single year, is every single goddamn year, we're fighting over the fucking, we're going to crash the economy over the debt ceiling. The Republicans are going to say no to everything, and the Democrats are going to say no to everything, and we're going to fight over the debt ceiling. And it's one of these completely stupid, fake, like uh, kabuki theater, like type of deals that the media loves to like exaggerate. And it's one of these things where it's like, okay, so the Democrats had control of Congress, and then they lost it. But when they had control of Congress, They could have passed the debt ceiling. They could have even abolished the debt ceiling. But they didn't. They had two chances and they didn't do it. So now here we are. We're in fucking May. And Republicans now control the Congress. And what do they do? They're going to go, we're going to fucking hold the whole economy hostage unless you sign on to a debt ceiling deal. it's like, well, we've already agreed on the budget and appropriated the money and spent the money. Why, why do we have to now agree again to pay for it? It's just, it's so, it's so mind-numbingly dumb. And it's the reason that I'm not, like, I'm no longer, I no longer consider myself a Democrat. I'm completely, like, I will vote for anyone but Joe Biden at this point. Because he's such a weak, millimouthed, like, retarded, just old person that needs to be in a fucking nursing home. And so you have these, like, Republicans that are, like, oh, you know, they're, they're biting at the chomp to cut Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare. They're, they they want to, like, just, like, cut any social programs for people. And um, then you have the Democrats that are, like, they'll they'll want to fight over, like, defending complete losers, all right? Like, Republicans are just, like, shitty to everybody but corporations, and then you'll have like Democrats like, well, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think we, we can't, you know, like I think that people who are able bodied should be able to sit around and not do shit and just live off the government. It's like, no, you know, like we, we shouldn't look out for those. But like, if you're able bodied and you're not working, you need to have a good goddamn excuse. You know, like if you're disabled, you got an excuse. If you're old, you got an excuse. If you can't find a job you've got an excuse like if you're actually out applying for stuff and not getting hired you got an excuse but if you're able-bodied you know I, you know even though they say the you know work requirements don't work and it just makes things more complicated i'm like but why fight over that you know it's one of those hills that's like you're really gonna die on this hill of defending like absolute losers you know like I don't know, the older I get, the more I value work and I value the dignity that comes from it. I know I sound like a Republican saying this, but I hate Republicans, so don't associate me with them. But there is a little truth in it, and there are some people like the big fat tub of lard that just resigned from where I work. Um, There are a lot of people that... um, that are just lazy, no good pieces of shit and we shouldn't spend our time worrying about them. You know? Like if you're disabled, if you're handicapped, if you're elderly, if you legitimately can't find a job, if you can prove that you can't get a job, we'll take care of you. But if you're able-bodied and you can work and you're just being a lazy piece of shit, I don't, I'm not, you know, it's just like, you know, in the in the inner cities, you'll have these people that will come in. Like, once they know there's a spigot turned on, once they know that there's people that will feed them and take care of them and do everything for them, you'll have hundreds show up, and then all of a sudden you got a homeless problem. And that's what happened uh, in a lot of cities, is you have this homeless industrial complex. You'll have all these agencies and organizations and private uh charities that are raising money over homeless people and then the homeless problem never gets solved. And it's just it's just like, you know, feeding stray dogs. They're gonna hang around, you know. But the problem will never be solved. It's like, you know, what you need to do with these homeless people. It's like say, hey, we'll put you up somewhere We'll make sure you know you're not going to be out in the cold and in the rain, and we'll feed you. But you're going to have to find a place to go. You're going to have to find a place to be. Uh, we're not going to just let you sit here indefinitely. You got to move them along, right? But no one wants to have a rational. Everyone wants to virtue signal. You know, you have the right that's like, fuck homeless people, fuck everybody, and then you have the left that's like. Oh, we need to leave them alone and give them food and let them do whatever the fuck they want. If they want to go into a Target and steal, we'll let them go into a Target and steal. And I'm just like, fuck these people. Fuck both sides. It's like, can't we just have... And how did I get on this from the debt ceiling? Well, because it's just one of those annoying things that we're always like biting our fingernails over. Like, are the Republicans crazy enough to destroy our economy maybe so and it and i kind of while all this was going on last week i'm glad they finally came to a tentative deal while all this was going on last week i was kind of secretly wishing that we would just go off the cliff and we we actually would i was like maybe if we actually have a default and the global economy just fucking just grinds to a halt and the U.S. currency is no longer the reserve currency around the world, maybe this will be enough to like kind of wake people up and realize that we don't value the right things here in this country. You know, that we've been arguing over all these social issues and stupid bullshit, and we've been completely ignoring that our healthcare system's a grift, housing's getting way too unaffordable, nobody can even afford a house. I'm in... One of the poorest states in the country. And I can't afford a house. Then you have uh, just everything that's going on right now with wages being too low. And people are too busy arguing over whether Leah Thompson can go and um, uh, beat the shit out of biological women. You have them arguing over that. Uh, Meanwhile, everyone's quality of living is getting drastically lower. I was uh, hearing on a podcast earlier today that New York, they're going to start trying to turn New York into Abu Dhabi because it's going to be just a place for people who make millions of dollars plus. No middle class, no upper middle class. Just just exceedingly wealthy rich people. That's what they're planning on doing with their economy because they've priced out everyone. They've priced out absolutely everyone, and it's just a goddamn shame. Uh, And that's my rant for the week: is we let the stupidest distractions stop us from making rational decisions for our own country. All right, it's fucking stupid, and I will have none of it. And that's where I think I will leave my talk on the news today. Um, Let's see. uh, Advice of the week. I absolutely have nothing. (laughs) No, I do have something. I do have something. I actually do have something. And I think I've used this advice on other shows. I think I actually used it on the last show. Uh, So I'm recycling a little bit because I'm currently trying to make a jump. I'm trying to make a jump to a place that's got cheaper cost of living and higher pay. And I've put this off for years and I'm finally doing it. Even though I live with my elderly grandparent, I, I told myself, I'm using my elderly grandparent as an excuse not to make decisions in my life. So I'm using my elderly grandparent as an excuse not to make that jump to a different city, a different job. Well, why should I use I gotta take care of me. I gotta take care of me and Raul. And it's time for me to move out, get a better paying job, be in a big city, um, just carry on with my life. And there's so many people that use like their family and their friends and everything in their life to just, like, not make decisions. They'll be like, well, well I, I can't move to a different job. I've, I've got a house, or I've got a kid, or I've got an elderly parent i got to take care of. You know, and, and I've kind of used these excuses for years, and it's like, you know, you need to constantly be pushing to make your life better at all times, and that's what I'm trying to do because my grandfather, he can hire somebody to cut his grass, he can hire somebody to come and clean his house you know like he makes more money in retirement than i do working full-time and uh, i shouldn't just infantilize him like i've got to be there to take care of him like no i'm i'm moving on with my life and we'll, we'll find a way to get by and even if i have to on my off day drive up to his house and clean his house and help him out i'll do it but We're not going to use him as an excuse. We're not going to use all these other things going on in my life as an excuse. We're going to make the jump to better my life. And I see a lot of people. I see a lot of people. Their their kids are an excuse for everything. Their kids are an excuse for not applying for that job, not moving, not trying to better. Oh, I can't do it. It's too risky, blah, blah, blah. Make the jump. Make the jump. Do it. Improve your life. You know, I see people... Oh, but I've got a house here, and you know I don't want to move. And i you know, make the jump, do what you got to do to improve your life. You know, don't use all these fucking excuses. Well, I got a good job here, and it's kind of easy. No, more money, more money, moving up in the world. That's where it's at. So that's my advice to all the incels and Andrew Tate fans and uh, people out in the world that feel like they can't get ahead. And I use Raul as um, Raul is kind of like, has inspired me because, you know, he lived in Guatemala and he said, There's no future here. All right? There's no future here. I, I don't got a job. I can't make any money. I can't get ahead in life. So he took a plane trip to America. And, and he struggled, you know, he's, he works in a fucking poultry processing plant, but he's now able to make money enough to send back to his grandparents. He's able to make money enough to have, you know, be able to go out and have hobbies and live his life. Um, and he made that decision and he met me obviously, which is a plus for him. And, uh, and I plan on probably marrying him one day and making him a U.S. citizen. Um, and he made that decision. He bettered his life for the better because everything seems scary. Everything seems really scary in life, but you just got to make that jump. You just got to make that jump and see if it gets better. You know, you might jump and it might be worse. Who knows? But that's a risk you got to take to get ahead. You know, it's just like, a uh, family member of mine. I, always, I used to wonder when I was younger, why does he? Why does he switch jobs every two to three years? Because he's fucking smart. That's why. Because he's now worked his way in where he's making, you know, double what I make. Because he, if someone tells him that they pay more, he moves. If someone tells him, hey, we're gonna pay you more money, he jumps. And he's gotten himself into a good position in life. He's got a big-ass house with a pool. He's making all kinds of money. He's living life. He's doing good. And um, he's just, everything's going good on his side of the fence. And it's because he had the cojones to make that jump. And that's what all of you need to do. You need to have the cojones to make that jump. And uh, I hope you all have a good week. I love you all. I'm sorry for this podcast being late. We will try to do better uh, next week. And um, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll have something better for you next week. All right, have a good one. Bye.